Welcome to the Early Stages Podcast, where we talk to makers early on in their journey of creating something new. Each episode, we dive into how they identified the opportunity they're trying to seize, how they came up with the idea they're building, and stories about their journey so far. In this episode, I talked to Brad, who's making Ready to Send, and it was a really fun conversation because he's making a product um, based off of AI that's actually useful today. Right? A lot of AI products, I feel like, are promising and they'll be useful in the future, but he has something that's useful today that you can use. And we talk about who Ready to Send is for. Anyone that really kind of has an inbox issue. The problem he's trying to solve. With all the kind of new AI tools and advancements, it just seems logical that um, something could go in there and generate a response. How Ready to Send works today. Ready to Send uh, auto-generates personalized email replies for Gmail. And some of the interesting experiences he's had while building with AI. I have it installed, uh, my wife has it installed as well, so <laughs> you can kind of see where this is going. This week on the podcast, we have Brad from Ready to Send. Thanks for joining, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. And the first question I always ask is, what are you building in one sentence? All right, so Ready to Send uh, auto-generates personalized email replies for Gmail. I'm super excited to dive into the intricacies of that. Um, because I'm sure there's a lot more <laughs> yeah, than people sure. realize. <laughs> um, but to start out, I want to get to know a little bit more about you, right? So even outside of building Ready to Send, like what kind of titles do you call yourself by? Do you call yourself a founder, a maker? Um, what do you consider yourself? Okay, cool. It's definitely changed over the years. I think at the moment, I'm more of a founder, uh, solopreneur, indie hacker, uh, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I've been a, a web applications developer. Um, I've been a product manager. I've, you know, scaled everything from design to development um, to CEO. So I've definitely worn a lot of hats over the years. And it, it sounds like all of those hats relate to creating software, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've always, always been in the tech world, always building web apps. Um, I've been doing it for over 10 years. So yeah, definitely something I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, this is just happens to be kind of the latest thing that I'm working on. Now to get to know a little bit more about who you're building ready to send for. So who is it for? Who is your audience? Um, ready to send definitely scratches an itch uh, that I've had. So I think I'm, I'm very much the target market for that. <laughs> um, but it definitely spans from you know professionals, entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, CEOs, um, all the way to customer support teams. I mean, anyone that really kind of has an inbox issue. <laughs> and by, by that, I mean a high volume uh, number of emails that uh, people kind of struggle to stay on top of. Um, and if you want to hit inbox zero every day, um, it can take a significant portion of your day. So the whole aim of Ready to Send is really to uh, get you out of your inbox and to make you kind of hyper productive um, on your email. So really people who, maybe not frustrated, but people who want to spend less time in email, it sounds like, right? And For sure. I mean, when I was running other startups um, in the past, it's just like I'm inundated with questions and emails, and it could be anything from uh, partnership inquiries to product planning um, or what, what have you. 
And I find like the majority of these emails, um, the response is repetitive. You might be, uh, you know, reiterating a lot of the same information. Um, it just felt as though there's got to be a better way. I mean, my inbox is like a knowledge base of everything that I'm working on. Um, with all the kind of new AI tools and advancements, it just seems logical that um, something could go in there and generate a response that sounds genuine, sounds like me, and can leverage information that I provide um, to just kind of, you know, really take a, a really good guess at what um, I would respond. So to have that automation piece in place, I think is just a huge time saver to, to open your inbox and all of your important emails kind of have a draft pre-written uh, that you can review, edit, and then send. So kind of get you in and out of the inbox a lot faster. It sounds like you have a lot of experience having this problem yourself. And when you've been talking to other people using ready to send, what new insights have you found from getting to know them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think people deal with a variety of different uh, emails and situations. Um, you know, both personal, um, both professional, and the, the tool kind of needs to adapt for all of those different cases. So um, the feedback that we've received is like how to make this more personable um, and personalized. Like if I'm emailing my partner, I'm going to be more casual, um, maybe more humorous versus if I'm emailing a work colleague, uh, definitely might take a more serious tone. Um, so these are all kind of factors that we really wanted to kind of build into the product to allow you to define um, different profiles uh, for the people that you email uh, the most and also kind of provide some information um, that may not be within uh, the email, provide additional context um, or custom instructions, so to speak, I guess, for, for your AI assistant um, so it can better generate those responses for you. How, what made you choose to work on this opportunity, right? You've worked on a ton of different projects in the past and what, what interested you enough in this problem that made you want to actually build something around it? I think it's just all the new kind of excitement around AI and AI tools. And, you know, it's just really exciting to see what everybody's building. I think um, with everyone, when uh, ChatGPT came out, um, everyone's just like, just so many ideas. It's like, oh, this unlocks so many opportunities of, of things that uh, we could build. And email for me has been just kind of the holy grail. It's like, if I can get an AI to handle my email, I mean, what is better than that? So it kind of started from me copying, pasting emails from Gmail into ChatGPT just to kind of get those uh, responses generated, um, which I thought was super cool. And from there, um, I, I was like, I'd love to have this do it automatically. So I went ahead and built a prototype um, just to see if I could get the pieces to work together. And they did. Um, but of course, you know, quickly run into limitations where it's like, well, I don't want it to respond to all my emails. I just want it to respond to the important ones. Or, mm -hmm. you know, how can I provide uh, some extra context to um, emails from certain people or uh, give additional information about certain topics? Maybe it's product information. Um, so from there, it's like, okay, I'm going to need some deep integration into Gmail to make this work nicely. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And uh, yeah, so that set me on the path to, to where Ready to Send is now. Yeah. Even just that little snippet, I can see there's so much more complexity that like on the service, like you don't see or you don't think about. And right. I'm sure it just 
opens up so many wormholes that you have to go down and explore. Exactly. So yeah, like you mentioned, like, uh, receiving customer feedback, like a big one is definitely to get those emails to sound as natural as possible. Right. So I think anybody who's played around with ChatGTP or is kind of see these, uh, AI writer tools, they tend to be pretty wordy. They tend to be pretty formal and, um, they tend to be pretty repetitive as well. So yeah, you have to factor in all of these things. So yeah, yes, it can generate an awesome, like detailed response. But if you were to write me an email and said, you know, um, Hey, are you free this weekend to meet for drinks? Um, you know, you don't want to respond to say, yes, I'm free this weekend for drinks. <laughs> you want to say <laughs> something a little bit more natural. It's like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so it's really kind of fine tuning, um, that and getting, getting that, um, kind of perfect tone um, has been a tricky part and has definitely been um, something that we hear from customers a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I want to dive deeper into that. But one last thing before we dive deeper into the actual product is before um, Ready to Ascend existed, like mm. email is a problem that we've had since email was created, right? And so right. how have people tried to solve this problem before, like what currently exists to try to get people out of email um, and to what they actually want to be doing and why haven't they worked that well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what comes to mind is kind of specialized uh, email platforms like Superhuman um, that just tries to streamline processing your emails. And, you know, that works well for certain people. And, you know, there's a, a bit of a learning curve and a different way of managing email uh, if you're using some of these tools. Um, that probably isn't for everyone. Um, and then I guess other things that come to mind would just be other kind of AI writers. Um, like I mentioned, it's like click a button, maybe fill in some parameters of how you want a response, wait for the response to be generated. I mean, all of this is it's very time consuming. Um, and there's a, still a lot of mental load and I really wanted that solution that feels easy, automatic, effortless. Um, it's a magical experience when you open your inbox and then you see a draft that's, you know, waiting for your review. Um, that's the experience I really wanted to nail. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of the future of these AI tools. Um, yeah, that, that sounds like the future. I want and i'm super excited for right because yeah. i totally resonate with what you're saying with ai most of the tools they seem super exciting it's like oh that's going to be great one day right it's not yeah that it's great right today. yeah it's like oh i can see like the seedlings like it's like oh once this is good enough but like the output that i get today usually mm. isn't good enough for me like oh i'm ready to send that or i want to post that or anything like that. right yeah for sure um, and you know, with a product called ready to send, it kind of comes with a promise, right? It's like, we're going to put together something <laughs> that in theory could be ready to send. So it better be pretty, pretty darn accurate. Um, and a good response that in theory, you could just one click and send that, that email. So let's dive into what ready to send is now. Like what, how does it work? What is it and how do people use it? Sure. So ready to send is a Gmail app. So it's available in the Google workspace marketplace. 
um, which is something new to me and something new to a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people may be familiar with uh, the Chrome web store, which is, you know, uh, Chrome browser extensions and things like that. And there definitely are a lot of AI tools that are built as extensions, um, but not a lot that are built as apps. And apps allow that deep integration um, into Gmail. It allows you to, you know, when, you know, when there's a new email that requires a response, the app can go in, it can, you know, check previous conversation histories, it can pull uh, thread histories, it can get a lot more context to that full conversation with that individual, which produces just superior results uh, when you go to actually generate uh, the response. So um, it's that level of integration uh, that's only possible by building kind of a native uh, Gmail app. A lot of people, they talk about when they're building AI apps or a lot of the critiques of AI apps today is like, oh, it's just a GPT wrapper, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and once you use them, you realize that like, oh, if it was just a GPT wrapper, like I would be getting the same responses that I get in chat GPT and right. these apps aren't doing it right. And so what is what you've built in the middle between the API calls and the end user experience that makes it so it's actually ready to send. Right. Okay. Right. So you're right. I mean, you need to do more than just a basic wrapper. And of course, like the app itself is a deep level of integration um, that is able to kind of provide more context, more information um, to ChatGDP um, to kind of like really kind of fine tune those results. And of course, there's other things that, um, allow you to customize that um, where we have settings where you can provide additional information um, just about your product or business or even yourself you know um, and then of course you can provide that on a per contact basis so i can say how i like to respond to uh, my partner i can say um, how i like to respond to my boss you know it's it's um, that level of granularity um, is not it you know that that's the additional logic, I guess, around the app that uh, makes it more than just a, just a wrapper that's that's passing things around. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the information that's definitely needed. And having mm -hmm. that there and being really accessible by the agent is what I think will really make things automated, like what you've already built. And so, with that, what, how are those settings, and how is that customization? used by people today? Yeah, um, all kinds of different things. Um, it depends kind of uh, what you're using your inbox for, essentially. Um, if you're using your inbox for, say, like um, customer support, uh, mainly, like you can use some of those fields uh, to provide information about your product. Um, like a quick and dirty uh, example is just to copy and paste everything from your FAQ section. And suddenly um, you have this assistant that is an expert in your product and can answer most of the questions that come in automatically, um, which is just amazing to see, right? It's like when somebody inquires about um, a product and you see what that uh, response just perfectly formatted um, is pulled information from your FAQ or, or whatever you've provided it. Um, I think that's really powerful. So that's definitely uh, one case or probably the main case. And then um, yeah, from there, it's just uh, the personalization um, aspect of it, where it's if I have different contacts and I know certain things about them or their preferences or interests, 
it's always kind of fun to make a note about that and kind of like a, like a CRM of sorts. And that will influence the types of responses that get sent back to them or, you know, some just specialized knowledge or background information about them. So, yeah, so that's kind of how people are using it today. And do you think with ready to send, will people always have to give that context or how smart will these types of systems be able to get to predict how you want to respond? Or will there always be this kind of like level setting of this is what I want you to do? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, basically, you don't need to use any of these additional settings right now. I mean, of course, ready to send is going to do its best to figure out, um, you know, how to respond. It's going to pull previous emails that uh, you've sent or received from that person. So it will try um, its best to deal with the information that's kind of already in your inbox. Um, so these fields kind of allow you to kind of go above and beyond that if you want to provide something a little bit more special. Um, let's say you, you know, you're super casual with some, someone, you use emojis uh, in your response to certain people, or you like to tell jokes to people. Like it's, it's nice to be able to make that a little note. And so that is consistent with all the responses. Um, but yeah, I guess to your point, what we don't do is kind of fully index and train, um, uh, a language model on your entire inbox. I think that's probably taking it to the extreme and that's probably, um, I think, you know, the potential for that is pretty powerful and, and cool, but I also think yeah, there might be a little bit more con security concerns around that. If you have this fully trained model on your entire inbox. I think that might start to to freak people out a little bit, um, knowing that, you know, <laughs> there's this yeah. thing that could respond to anything or that could write in your voice or whatever. So we really try to kind of keep that separate as, as much as possible. So if you were to uninstall the app, there's no remnants of your emails uh, floating around. There's no trained data models that you need to worry about. Um, it's It's all used in a very transactional way right now. So... Um, we definitely do that for, uh, security purposes, but, um, yeah, definitely, uh, some possibilities there if you were to, to crank it up to 10, I guess. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's something, at least in my mind, the right in 10 years, which who knows where things will be by then. Right. But yeah. I think there's always, or at least this is my way of understanding or maybe coping with AI, right? Like it feels right that no matter how advanced the models get that I will be putting in mm. what I like or being able to set some of those rules because there's always going to be a need for me to input information so that it can know what it should be saying, right? Because if I'm not inputting new information, it's like a copy of my past self. And so being able to put things in, I don't know, maybe it can get smart enough that it can predict things that I would say before I would even say them. Right. But I just feel <laughs> yeah. like that's the new, that's going to become a more and more common way to interact with these types of platforms is you will always need to provide information and we need to be able to get better at providing the information for the models. Right. I mean, that being said, I mean, in the future, I could totally see a case where everybody has their own kind of personal AI model, like a, uh, a replication of themselves, so to speak, or uh, their own personal agent. 
um, that knows as much about them as possible and can perform tasks on behalf of them. So really, I, I see Ready to Set as kind of a, an early stage to that or kind of a first step into that world, um, which is very exciting, um, maybe scary. I don't know. But I think at the end of the day, Ready to Send is not actually um, going to send emails on your behalf, right? And so I think that's an important distinction. Um, <laughs> it's still kind of, uh, it, it tees things up for you. Um, you can review and edit and you choose to actually perform the action. Um, so I, I like that trend uh, for AI tools, right? It's, it's assisting you in all ways possible, but it's not actually performing those actions um, without your consent. That's really interesting, or that made me think of something interesting that you said before, right? That for specific contexts, people want to respond in emails, like for work in one way, for personal like interactions in another way, right? So maybe we have multiple agents for the different types of things that we want that are like fractions of ourselves. And yeah, yeah. with ready to send, how, how does that work today, right? Is it like on a per contact basis that you're saying, hey, this is a work like like coworker and so respond in this way and like this is my mom and so respond in this way or do you have different types of profiles or? It totally depends. Yeah, it totally depends on how you have your inbox set up. Um, if you're using kind of a shared account under kind of one single um, email, then um, for sure, there's a t couple different ways that you could do it. Um, at a, a very high level, you could even, you know, give it rules. If this sounds like a work email, you know, um, then here's some steps that you should uh, follow. Um, of course, you can do that on a per contact basis, um, which is, you know, more useful for providing personal details about that contact, you know, where they live, what they do, uh, what their interests are, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, you could kind of use it for all in the above. I, I do like the catch all kind of statements like, um, you know, one of my favorite examples, uh, you could put, if somebody is requesting a meeting, um, then share my calendar invite link, you know, and you can provide that link. And of course, that's kind of a common way of, of scheduling meetings these days over email. So, um, I like these kind of, um, conditional, uh, actions of sorts, uh, that, you know, AI can kind of quantify whether the email meets certain conditions and then provide that information. If so, it sounds like you already have a lot of ways for people to customize ready to send, right? And you're yep. still super early on. And yeah. how has the journey been, right? Like, how did you imagine before you started ready to send? How, how did you think it was going to play out? And has it been, has it followed that trajectory or have you kind of been all over the place? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just launched a couple months ago, so it hasn't gone <laughs> in too many different directions. Um, I would say like, yeah, the personalization piece it was something that we kind of discovered, you know, how to do that along the way um, and, and launched with that. Um, one, the big one that I, I've been talking about is this kind of this custom instructions component. So similar to chat GPT. Um, ready to send also allows you to enter your custom instructions and that could include a variety of different things. Um, one piece of feedback that we uh, did receive was just people weren't sure what to put in there. It's, it's when you give uh, users an open field um, that you could literally write anything. And I mean, 
And that's everything that I've been discussing, whether it's your own uh, information, your product information, um, instructions on how to handle different responses. Um, yeah, people just weren't quite sure what to get started with. So I went ahead and built uh, kind of a custom instruction generation tool where users can just kind of fill in the blanks. Um, you know, here's the most important things that you could provide. And um, yeah, they can just kind of copy and paste that into their settings. So that's definitely one way that the product is, has changed and people are using it um, uh, much more effectively. When were some of your aha moments that you, that you realize, oh, this is really going to work, right? Because we talked <laughs> about already, oh, a lot of the responses we get are, this is cool and it's gonna be ready one day, but what are some of the moments that you've had that you were really like, oh, we're gonna make this, we're gonna be able to make this work? Um, yeah, I think uh, once I started, you know, I've, I've got a small group of, uh, I guess, beta testers or whatever that have been using it and trying it out before launch. And just their feedback in terms of like the responses it would come up with, I think it was, um, it was more like surprise and delight where people were like, wow, this is, this is such a good response. You know, it's like, it feels really cool to kind of have that um, automatically generate it for you. So I think people really kind of feeling um, the magic of that automation piece um, was quite powerful. And especially when say uh, one particular case, um, somebody received an email in another language and uh, I think it was Danish or something and the response matched the language and, you know, just couldn't believe it really <laughs> that it was able to <laughs> identify that and uh, respond automatically. So I think at that moment, I, I just realized, wow, you know, this could be super powerful for so many people um, in so many different circumstances. That's really incredible that yeah. the tool that you built without I, I'm assuming, but I doubt you were thinking about, oh, this is going to help people like translate <laughs> in their emails and respond in native languages. Yeah. Um, that's really cool that that's already happening the, without you even having to think through that. Right. Uh, that definitely wasn't something we necessarily had to cater to, but it's funny that I've heard, I've heard that uh, use case from multiple people now. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's really something. Super interesting. And sounds like you are having great success right now. And where do you see ready to send going? Like what are the next steps that you see and where do you hope ready to send ends up? Um, well, I hope it ends up in everyone's Gmail account. Of course. I mean, if everyone's going to start using it, um, but yeah, I guess for, from a product standpoint, I think a natural evolution would be obviously to support all email clients, like Gmail is obviously number one and uh, Google Workspace accounts um, was a, a pretty low hanging fruit for, for tackling one client, but it would be great to support um, everybody's email for sure. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, another kind of uh, feature related thing would be more action oriented um, things. Uh, like I alluded to, you can provide instructions on how to respond, how to respond in certain cases, like sharing your, your calendar link, for example. But it would be great if you could say, you know, if this sounds like a sales pitch, um, forward this to my sales team or something like mm -hmm. that. Or if this sounds like a partnership agreement, um, I want to loop in somebody else or I want to tag it, you know, with this. So 
more actions, I guess, within your inbox that you that you could set up a bunch of different custom rules and it would just really kind of uh, turbocharge your inbox from there. I think that could be quite powerful as well. What have been some of your favorite moments so far? I know it's super early still, but what okay. have been some of the highlights? Um, yeah, good question. I mean, it's always fun and exciting to launch, right? Because um, you're trying to generate enough interest um, as possible. And it was nice to get uh, some mentions in newsletters, um, podcasts. Um, the feedback on Twitter has been fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, the response has been is very good. Um, so it, that's always good and exciting. Um, from this product standpoint, it's something I use every day, really enjoy using. Um, yeah, I think, uh, just seeing the different ways that it is used. Um, I'll give you another example. I think it which you know, kind of this out of the blue kind of fun thing. Um, yeah. So, of course, I have it installed. Uh, my wife has it installed as well. So <laughs> you, you can kind of see where this is going, where we're having yeah. uh, <laughs> AI conversations. But it's funny um, because Ready to Send will kind of like generate what the ideal response is. So, for example, if you were to, to write me like a, a very angry, upset customer support email, of course, it's not going to blast you back or anything. It's going to be very polite, very apologetic and, and what have you. And so, of course, you know, uh, my wife uh, writes an email she has, as an issue about something. The generated response is is really good. <laughs> it's probably a lot better than than I would have ever responded to. Um, and we've had some back and forth uh, that's been completely AI generated and is kind of act as a counselor of sorts to uh, to see these uh, ideal responses. Um, and, yeah, I thought that was actually really cool um, to see, even though it sounds like very kind of dystopian future. Um, it's almost act as like a counselor of sorts. So maybe that's a spinoff product is a, a marriage counselor. And uh, you need to <laughs> you need to respond with whatever this recommends um, is the polite and proper response. Yeah, well, that is really interesting, right? Because you can have two people who don't know how like they're talking to each other and they're just not connecting they're not seeing whether well, mm. they're not seeing eye to eye or they're just not grasping the concepts that they're trying to like portray to each other right so, yeah sure that's actually yeah, really uh, interesting i hadn't thought about it in that way before but yeah i mean it definitely um you know would steer you towards taking the high road and uh you know trying to settle arguments or disagreements in a more diplomatic way so yeah, I, I think that's that's a very interesting use case that I've seen <laughs> pop up personally. And and are there any questions that you wish I would have asked or any anything else about ready to send you want to share? Um Yeah, good question. Um you know, I think we covered quite a bit of uh, what the app does and everything. I mean, um definitely some of the challenges um, are always going to be around marketing, distribution, um, different channels and, and what have you. So, um, you know, just getting it published in the, the Google work workspace marketplace did not mean automatic success. I mean, you still have to do kind of a lot of, um, the grind work to, to get the word out there. So, um, that's been an experience, uh, learning experience for sure. And, um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that's kind of where we're at now is, uh, trying to push it as much as possible and, um, how difficult and challenging that definitely can be for a, a solo, um, entrepreneur. 
um, especially, you know, that doesn't necessarily launching into an audience, um, you know, starting fresh, it's definitely the most daunting and, uh, and difficult thing. And I see a lot of kind of these indie hackers, uh, you know, are very technical or good at development, but definitely lack a lot of uh, the marketing skills. So um, that's definitely been a challenge. Yeah. How has it been different from past projects, right? Because you've mm. built companies and sold companies and all these different things. How has it been different from those past projects? Yeah, for sure. So I, I've been in the e-commerce world specifically, you know, around Shopify for a long time. And I guess getting early in on that platform kind of allows you to build that audience. And uh, for a while there, you know, if you looked at uh, Shopify's app store or theme store, which are marketplaces for apps and themes, um, that comes with an audience. So actually just launching a product by itself, I mean, the, the marketing is handled for you. So for sure, that was on easy mode <laughs> before. Um, this this is uh, this has definitely been a lot more difficult. But of course, I mean, um, we've had some wins. You know, getting into uh, the workspace marketplace. Um, next week, we're launching into the Setapp uh, marketplace. Uh, if you're not familiar with Setapp, it's more of like a, a Spotify for premium apps, uh, where users pay kind of a, a one-time fee and get get access to a collection of apps. So. Uh, we're super excited to be the the first web app um, that's going to launch uh, next week. So, yeah, looking forward to that. It sounds like you've already had great success, and it sounds like you're on the right trajectory. And I'm super excited to follow along and to use it and to see where it goes. Cool, so, man. No, I appreciate that. Where can people find you and ready to send? Yeah, for sure. On uh, on X or Twitter, I'm just at Brad Miller um, and uh, ready to send. Also on X, Twitter at Get Ready to Send. Thank you so much for joining. And it's been so fun talking to you and getting to know about what you're building. Awesome. No, thanks, Jackson. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Next week on the Early Stages podcast... For the last episode of this season is the conversation I had with Luke from Startup Stage. This was actually the first interview I did out of all of them, but I wanted it to be last because I feel like it's fitting for this platform that highlights people building new things to round out the season of people building new things. We talk more about who Startup Stage is for. Mostly early stage founders. The problem he's trying to help these founders solve. Their mission is to get the word out in any way possible. What Startup Stage actually is. Startup Stage is the place to showcase your startup and compete for features across our channels. And some of the bumps he's run into on his journey so far. Somebody took the time to fill out that survey and in every single line they wrote, this site looks like shit, and then submit. <laughs> so just every single, every single line, every single field over and over again.